Very warm, fuzzy welcome to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore and you know you are listening to the very best radio, English language radio station in Europe. And of course we are the number one English language radio sports show on continental Europe, mainland Europe. Okay, let's say mainland Europe because continent does extend as far as Ireland. Of course, it skips across that big, big landmass called Great Britain. But I mean, we'll get past that. Uh, okay, so... Folks, in just a moment, okay, in just a moment, we are going to go to the Handy Andes. All right, we're going to speak to one of them is out in Siberia and the other one is in Parts Unknown. God knows where his parts are, but they are unknown right now. Okay, we're going to speak about the return of European football. We're going to speak about Chelsea's world beaters and, of course, the only story from this Olympics. Yes, we will go there. We have to speak about it. We've been told we need to speak about it, and we will. We know what it is. It's about ice skating, uh, but okay, that's it. Uh, in part two, okay, we have the American football expert Paul Hook. He is going to preview the Super Bowl, which is on tomorrow morning, two thirty Moscow time. He'll be there with Peter P. Peter P. Well, he won't be there. Peter P. will be there, but uh, Paul will be in the UK covering it first. So we're going to speak about that in just a few minutes. We will also have Moscow Shamrocks chairperson on Fergo Crawford. He's going to have a little chat with us about GAA here in Moscow and of course the uh, well Six Nations rugby just uh, finished up today England beating poor old Italy okay uh, also alright also in the Big Five Filthy Quiz we have uh, a very special guest on we've got one returning guest and of course we will be speaking with a very special guest of ours our correspondent in Italy yeah that is going to happen okay so uh, before we go to the boys on the phone line we have to have a look at the English Premier League which went on today and uh, just literally a few minutes Go finished up. Uh, the scores, of course, West Ham came back from behind to draw 2-2 at Leicester City. So good result for both teams, actually. Um, Wolves, a great result for them today, winning 2-0 against what have been termed a very fragile Tottenham and they are chasing down West Ham who of course in fourth right now they're chasing them hard uh, Newcastle got a win Kieran Trippier wonder new boys he got a great goal against Aston Villa so that's 1-0 for them so a bit of a fight back from the uh, Saudi well owned or whatever Saudi, Saudi team up in the northeast of England and of course Liverpool predictably predictably yeah they got a win 1-0 away to Burnley Jurgen Klopp saying that that was their bur- uh, banana skin it's going to say banana but it's a banana skin team for them but well now let's go away from that uh, Man City of course they are a game ahead of uh, Liverpool and Chelsea but they are also 9 points ahead of Liverpool and a whopping 16 points ahead of Chelsea now remember a couple of weeks ago uh, I did say actually more than 2 weeks ago I said that that's it it is finished title just give it to United or sorry to City not to United City and let them wave it West Ham they are a point ahead of Man United Man United of course they've had a rough L weekend uh, they are in fifth place uh, Arsenal with two games in hand over uh, uh, United and three games in hand over West Ham they're on 39 points okay there you go so it's interesting for them okay so um, apart from that let's just go straight away to the phone lines and catch our guys there um, I'll start off with uh, Andy Mack Andy um an interesting weekend in the English Premier League. Uh, United Manchester, the Manchester version, they're not having it all their own way and players don't like Mr. Rangnick and they don't like Pochettino and they don't like basically their own shadows. Andy well, Mack, I think yeah. the biggest I think the biggest takeaway uh, from all of that this weekend was Southampton's uh, manager's comments. Apologies. Someone revving past me. 
I just thought um, it was uh, last night's curry. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I can't believe you knew I had curry. Um, <laughs> his comments actually coming out and saying about Raf Ranić and that he knows that his players aren't tracking back and doing all they can. Um, I thought that was quite bizarre. Obviously, they have a very personal relationship. Um, but to actually say that in a press conference or, or, or live telly and, and to criticise another team, I thought was very, very um, disingenuous and not really professional on his level. I think he a bit of emotion after getting a point and I think they could have got more. Um, I think the biggest takeaway from Manchester United's performance was Ronaldo missing the open goal and he must have been within five metres after he'd rounded the goalkeeper, missed it, and the defender got the ball back and he just stood there sulking. Um, and I think that showed an awful lot about what's happening at Manchester United at the moment, is yeah. that something is clearly, clearly not right in the head. And um, whether that's down to the manager, it's down to the players, or it's down to much bigger things happening there at the moment, it, it, it's definitely a, a clear sign that something isn't right. No, that is true. I mean, we, we, we said all along that Rangnick, I said it from the very start, before he was even announced, when they were still a bit to finalise negotiations, said he is not the man they want and he's not the man they need. So it's turning it to be that way as well. And the fact that he's going to pick his own successor, if it's Hassan Huttle, there'll be a lot of questions to be answered. Um, Andrew Flint, uh, Everton winning 3-0 uh, at home to lead, so good turn up for them. And uh, Manchester City hammering Norwich City 4-0. Let's just quickly look at Everton. They're getting the new manager bounce. Um, and maybe this could be the making of uh, the young um, kind of you know underdog manager that they have appointed well yeah i mean it was uh, everton everton have been a basket case club for for some time now uh, at all at all levels really um but lampard coming in he's one thing you know you get with him is he gets a lot of positivity going and he seems to be a very good communicator and, and like andy mack was just saying about Ralph Rangnick, the noises coming out of how disharmonious it appears to be, Lampard appears to be the complete opposite. Now, his tactical acumen, we'll see how that plays out. Um, the big question mark for me was was bringing in uh, Donny van der Beek and Deli Alley, but they are two fabulously talented players, so if he can get a tune out of at least one of them, um, that will solve a major problem Everton have had. Uh, perhaps, I mean, Everton should be way higher up the table, um, but they've got to show some character to get there. So a 3-0 win is a, is a great start, but um, we'll see what this is a, is a good move for Lampard with new backroom staff as well. We'll see if that is the right choice for him. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. Okay, let's look ahead quickly to next week um, with the, the fixtures, of course, next week because there, there's the only one that really leapt out at me now, okay, and, and, and I'm putting everything aside even as a West Ham fan, they're playing Newcastle uh, at 3.30 Moscow time on Saturday. The one that immediately leapt out at me that I think that this could be a decision time for both sides and uh, that's Man City and Spurs at 8.30 on Saturday night. Andy Mack, um, Spurs were very poor today. They are falling away from the European chase. The Conti um, polish has rubbed off, not just off the top of his head, but has rubbed off the entire team. Um, it could be end game for, for Spurs in terms of uh, European football, and it could be basically the full title clinching from City on Saturday. Um. I don't think it's end game in terms of their European aspirations. They still have games in hand. They've still got three games in hand on West Ham, five points behind them. Um, yes, it's going to be a tough ask 
Um, they've actually got quite a good record against Man City. They've won a few out of the last five. But City, just the way they played against Norwich, I know Norwich are far inferior, but the way that Conte strangely has set up things at Spurs at the moment seems to think that it's going okay when it's not. Uh, they're a club, I think, gradually becoming into disarray at the moment. And City just looks so good. The, the, I, I mean, they, they practically do the same thing every week. But the overlaps with Zinchenko and Gundogan and a few of the other players were just so good. I, I, I don't know how Spurs will cope with that. But the clubs that have done well that have coped, they generally play three at the back, which is what Spurs have been doing of late. And that might go in their favour, but they need to not concede early. Yeah, that, that yeah, that, it is. It's it's at the back. I do think it's at the back that uh, Spurs are really lacking. Um, Andrew Flint, uh, looking at your boys at uh, mm. Manchester United, um, they're playing on Sunday against Leeds. So that's like a real, like that is a real, real derby. Yeah. I mean, that's Lancashire, Yorkshire. That's a huge match. Um, <laughs> didn't you go to university in Leeds? I did. I spent four years there, sadly. Um, wore my United shirt on the street and got shouted at. But you're right, it's, uh, it was an enormous game for the character of the players as much as anything else. Um, Leeds are not in great form, but uh, that's besides the point. These are the sort of games where form doesn't really come into it, to be honest. So, um, yes, Leeds is, for me personally, a bit of a bit of an interesting one here. Leeds is your Vietnam. OK, we'll move on from that. Um, uh, <laughs> quick quick take, Andy Mack. Um, that, that game, Spurs City, how do you think it's going to go? I, I can't see anything other than a, a, a City win, to be honest. Um, they've just been so good of late. And Spurs struggling, Harry Kane struggling. Um, when he struggles, I, I think they fall apart in the way that Conte set them up. Him and Son don't connect in the same way. And I don't think they pose the same threat going forward. So, Two or three nil City for me. Okay, uh, Andrew Flint, the uh, match in Allen Road. How do you reckon? Uh, sadly, I see it being a draw. There's been too many missed opportunities for Manchester United, and I think Rangnick will probably. Well, he probably wouldn't take it, but I think the players would. They don't seem motivated, so a draw is the best I can hope for, really. Okay, no, a draw, yeah, I, th- I think it draws a draw, a draw, okay. And now, um, we won't be cancelling any of our trips or long weekends like the uh, British <laughs> Defence Minister. Um, we're going to have to look at, of course, the European football arrives back next week. And that's going to tur- look, folks, this is going to turn around. Everything's going to be focused on European football. Trust me. When Leicester City and many other English Premier Clubs were caught doping, um, it was great until the Sunday, because they get into Sunday, by Tuesday, no one cared because we're back in Europe. Okay, um, looking ahead, uh, I'll start with Andrew Flint on this. Um, uh, uh, cracking games in the Champions League. On Tuesday, for example, you've got PSG uh, against Real Madrid and then Sporting Lisbon against Man City. Then on Wednesday, uh, Red Bull Salzburg against Bayern Munich. Uh, that's kind of like a Bavarian derby. Well, it used to be Bavarian when, well, Bavaria kind of took over part of that part of Austria. And Inter Milan against Liverpool that's on Wednesday all those games are kicking off at 11 o'clock um, what of those games have you picked the one that you're going to watch well um, of those first four I, I actually am interested to watch Salzburg fine because now with Manuel Neuer out after he's had an operation for I think it'll be out for a few weeks um, they collapse against uh, was it uh, Bochum, Bochum um, at the weekend? So might be an opportunity for Salzburg. Um, everybody will assume Bayern will walk it. But I think it's more to this game than that. I think Salzburg might get something from the first leg. 
Okay, that's interesting. Uh, and Mike, which of those uh, games would you recommend our listeners should uh, take a sneaky peeky at? I, I think sneaky peeky has to be uh, Mbappe, PSG, Real Madrid, um, Messi, Real Madrid. I, I think Tuesday, Tuesday for me is is the big one. Uh, sporting threw away their chance at closing the gap on Porto uh, at the weekend which ended up, I'm sure some people have seen, the, the mass brawl that took place on the pitch. That, I mean, it wasn't really a brawl, just shouting, but it lasted for about 10 minutes. Um, and they threw away their chance to close the gap. Man City, uh, I think it'll be a tough one. I think Sporting will be riled. Um, so Tuesday for me, I think both games there are, are, are the pick for me. Okay, all right, that is fair enough. Um, it, it would never rival the big uh, shamozzle, as we call it in Ireland, between Armagh and Tyrone a couple, uh, last week. I think you, we shared that in our group. Not, and the absolute, not even close. <laughs> not not even I, mean, close. I mean, and there's kids there watching on, and they're like, oh, go on, go on, hit him, hit him. It was just absolute mayhem. That was in Gaelic football. We'll speak about it in the next segment. Um, of course, the, in the Europa League, uh, the big thing is, of course, Zenit St. Petersburg. They are playing Real Betis. That is on Thursday at 8.45. Some other good ones there. Barcelona against Napoli. Dortmund against Andy Mack's um, favourite side to hate. Uh, Rangers of Glasgow. Um, Red Bull Leipzig, they are also playing on Thursday against Real Sociedad. Porto against Lazio. Atalanta, Olympiacos and Sevilla. Dinamo, Zagreb. The bad blue boys of Zagreb. Um, very quickly, Andrew Flint. Uh, Zenit, do they have a chance to come through this round and to prolong the uh, Russian season in Europe? Uh, well, Zenit's big, big bet noir is the the first competitive game of the season. They t- generally do terribly in the spring. But I think they've got a chance because Asmun has left. That's the big, big problem for them. But they have brought in Yuri Alberto, who seems to be settling in OK in pre-season. But Betis are doing extremely well up in third in the Liga at the moment. Um, it'll definitely be a challenge, but they could have had a lot worse draws than Betis. So I think Zanid have got a, a got a chance, but they have to break the habit of a lifetime and actually hit the ground running in the spring, which is tough, but oh. I think they've got a chance. Yeah. Uh, Andy Mack, would you go along with that? Um, Betis have scored 14 goals in their last four away games against, I'd say, similar opposition. Um, I can't see them not scoring in St. Petersburg. I've obviously watched them firsthand in, yeah. in, the, in, in the group stages. I think they're going to be a difficult opponent and if they get more than one away goal, I think that blows Zenit out of the water. Okay, that's fair enough. Now, uh, I did say we would have to go there. And of course, where we are going right now, we only have like a very, very, we've got three minutes to discuss this because I don't want to dwell on it because of the nature of the case and also the age of the person under the spotlight. Camila Faleva, of course, the uh, figure skater, uh, the, well, who's like a you know, champion in the team event, uh, tested positive uh, of, of two months ago now um, for the banned substance. I'll get this right. Uh, trimetazine. Um, Zidine, like Zidine. Uh, so she basically tested positive for this. It's uh, well, we call it angina drug. It's also used as a masking agent. Um, 15 years of age. She will get to keep her medal right now. But of course, cast are meeting tomorrow morning, early in the morning. Um, Andy Mack, um, it's a difficult case. You've had to cover this, and I've had to report on it as well. It's a very difficult case to cover. Um, what could be a likely outcome of it? I, I, I think there's only one outcome. But unfortunately, there have been mistakes made and um, discrepancies made throughout from every party, I think. Um, Whether that's been the Russian appeal that was made to her ban initially that was then overturned, to COVID 
a, a COVID outbreak in the Stockholm laboratory that was controlling the testing to WADA effectively admitting that they kind of got the, the, the whole timeline of it wrong and not really monitored it properly. Um, I think the fact that it's, it's come down to the fact that the event's already happened and they've won it, and now we are two days away from her taking part in the, in, in the individual event, is an absolute disgrace. And yep. I can only see one outcome, which I think it will be banned, um, simply because of what happened in previous Olympics uh, and Russia's um, track record, if you want to call it that. I, I, I think that will be utilised in order to to get rid of her to an extent. Um, I also think there needs to be some shouldering of blame that there were other athletes that had tested um, tested negative before the tournament that perhaps should have been sent instead to avoid this. Yeah, I um, know. But I, th- I, I, I think a large part of it needs to be shouldered this time by WADA and by the IOC for um, effing it up, if you want to call it okay. that. Okay. No, um, Andrew, Andrew Flint, I mean, the age as well, we spoke about this before we came on air. Mm. I mean, the whole situation, if it was down to me, I would ban... I would make sure that her mother was severely sanctioned for this. Her coaches are given life bans for, uh, first of all, allowing an ill person like a child onto the ice. Doesn't matter how good she was, but if she's so ill, she's to take this very, very dangerous drug, a banned drug, even if she, you know, got a, 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 what called a TUE, the therapeutic use exemption for it. Um, Her coaches, I don't care how good they are, they should be done. Yeah, well, absolutely. I think that's the that's the other side of it as well. You, 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 some people will just see the juicy tag, oh, Russian athlete doping, and just assume the worst, like Andy Mack is implying, I think. Um, but the age is, is an important thing here. I don't think anybody can really argue she's completely clueless as to the substance itself, but there's no way a 15-year-old is directing everything. She's being given advice, um, and you're absolutely right. Being misled is 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 criminal. Is absolutely criminal. She shouldn't be let off scot-free. But like you say, the blame, the the bigger part of the blame certainly lies with coaches and the organisations who should have clamped down on this well before now. The timing is is just horrible. Yeah, I mean, uh, her, 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 15-year-old sees Olympic gold and does what she's told because she's going to be a star. Listen, we've we've spoken about this with uh, yeah. John Nichols and with Jennifer Say and the abuse of young athletes. It happens around the world. We've had it. Um, you know, we've seen it in China, in North Korea, in the UK. Uh, you know, this this has to stop. This has to stop because the one thing I've always said is that the killer with doping, the thing that destroys me is that children watching this, you know, I'm watching Tim play rugby yesterday, then watching Six Nations yesterday and today and enjoying it, but thinking, Jesus, Tim, please don't go out there because in order to get to the size of some of the French players and the Irish players, you know, you're going to have to, not cut corners, you're going to have to go extra hard. Um, and it's not worth it. So I, I'm, I would, I would be very, very happy. Her coach, Etta uh, Tutabridze, said, "Oh no, no, no. She has like she's not, uh, she's clean and innocent. Yeah, but her coaches and the people around her aren't." Okay, boys. Thank you very much. We're back to you, of course, in the Big Five Fifty Quiz, folks. We're going out right now with Sage of Gemini, and as we count down to tomorrow's, uh, well, let's just say the results of the CAS, the Court of Arbitration of Sport hearings. This is going to be sounding. Quite um, appropriate. This is Sage the Gemini and Tick Tick Boom back after this with the Super Bowl preview. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Woo! It's go, 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 go,
serving up peace. Working, we serving the streets. About to go ain't going beast. Bang, bang, leave you sleep. Tick, tick, boom. Hard body, body, and not scaring nobody. You make me resort to wildin'. You must be blind by the diamonds. I don't want it to be this way, but y'all won't need to try this. So it's no way around it. You the loudest one is going quiet. Serving a piece, working we serving the streets. About to go ain't going beast. Bang bang, leave you sleep. Serving a piece, working, we serving the streets. About to go, ain't going beast. Bang, bang, leave you sleep. It's go, 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 From the beach to the dance floor, Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера продолжаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Okay, very warm welcome back, folks. Hope you enjoyed the uh, musical bit of an interlude just there. Of course, this segment is brought to you in association with Match Business Consulting. Remember, if you want the very best ambassadors for your brand, match that match dash business.com there you go my falsely double popped out as I was trying to get all that it was a bit of a tough one to say right of course tonight uh, well actually tomorrow morning early hours of Monday morning 2.30 we have the Super Bowl between the Bungles well formerly Bungles well they still are kind of Bungles Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams now Salt cannot be with us she's travelling back up from Tipperary where um, I'll actually ask our, our one of our guests in a moment how that match got on um, but we are going to uh, go straight away Way. We're going to go to England first, and we have, of course, uh, one of the guys who's covering the Super Bowl for us as well, Peter P. Uh, but I'm going to go around the houses and introduce everyone in, and then say hello to everyone, and then have a little chat. So right away, I'm going to say, because uh, I can see him on the screen here, Peter P is hiding. So a very warm well welcome, Fergal Crawford, Chairperson of Moscow Shamrocks. How are you doing? Not too bad, Alan. All good. How are you? Very good indeed. I love your wallpaper, by the way. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. no, that's yeah. a good thing I don't have I only have paint on my walls um, and of course Paul Hook yeah. very uh, he, Soviet very very Soviet but very good very good, very, very good. Uh, Paul Hook delighted to have you on of course uh, American football expert and of course uh, a former player and uh, coach with the or I think you're still a coach with the Portsmouth Dreadnoughts is that correct? Uh, yes yeah, that's correct yeah. that is cool and uh, Peter P is uh, incognito or he's in something We're calling him Cognito. How are you doing, Peter? Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> All right, I, I, you know what? I'm just, I'm just hiding my beautiful face from my many fans. From your, your man fans. 
or money? For my many fans. Many fans. Many fans. Okay, I just with the Boston accent, I missed it. <laughs> all right, very, very quickly. All right, all right. <laughs> I just, uh, you sound like Machi Mugani there, j- just there. Like, all right, all right, all right. Um, right, uh, let's move on very quickly. I'm uh, just going to mention, before we start off about American football, of course, the uh, Six Nations uh, second round today. There are only one team, there's only one team, perfect, one team, imperfect. Uh, Wales beat Scotland 2017 yesterday. France downed Ireland 30-24 both home matches. And of course England went away to the Stadio Olimpico in Rome and beat Italy 33 points to zero. Um, Fergal, just a quick one on that. Um, I mean, it was a tough one for Ireland to lose, but France were very very good, weren't they? Yeah, France were excellent, to be fair to them. Um, and at half time it looked like they were you know that uh, I wouldn't say home and hose, but they they looked very convincing by half time. But uh, it was a great game, great game to watch. Yeah, it was um, Paul, did you did you catch the games yesterday? Uh, I catched um, highlights of the England game today. Was, uh, yeah, England against Italy. It's a bit, bit one sided. It, it was. I thought it wasn't as good as the, the Scotland game uh, last week, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the England-Scotland game last week, we spoke about it last week in the show, and it was absolutely massive, so it was yeah. really, really good. Um, okay, I'm going to start off straight away, because, um, Fergal, I want to speak with you about the, the Shamrocks and GAA here in Russia, but uh, before I do, Paul, uh, on the important things, of course, the Super Bowl on tomorrow morning, 2.30, Bengals against the Rams. Rams, of course, are favourites. Um, PP's going to mention, talk about them in just a moment. Uh, how huge is the Super Bowl this year? Because it's the first one... You know, that we've had, uh, well, last year, of course, I think it was only 30-something percent um, attendance at it. This year, it's a full stadium out in Los Angeles. Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's massive. Like you say, it's kind of the first one that's kind of out of the real kind of COVID issues. Uh, like you said, it's, it's in LA. Um, obviously, the Rams are an LA team, so they've got a lot of kind of home support there. So, um, and just being in a massive city as well, just the whole media circus behind the Super Bowl, you know, wherever, wherever it's being held, uh, you know, it's a, it's a massive event. But yeah, absolutely huge. Um, two good teams, uh, the Rams and the Bengals, really looking forward to it. Um, a lot of people, of course, you know, one thing that sort of com- confuses us a lot. I mean, it, it's happened in Russia. It's even happened in Europe, but we kind of deny that it does happen. The whole franchise system with, with uh, L.A., um, getting a franchise because, of course, LA is one of the markets where they always want to go to. Whether it's the Raiders, whether it's you know, that's where people want to go make money. Um, but how kind of bedded in are the Rams to LA, and is the support there for them? Well, not really. Obviously, they were in St. Louis for a long time, and they've recently just moved to LA. But like you said, so the Raiders. Um, the Raiders are kind of a bit more of a hardcore fan base, so a lot of their fans will kind of still migrate across and, and watch the games in, in LA. Um, but yeah, the, the franchise system, you know, the owners can kind of hold cities hostage, as it were, and say, you know, build us a build us a new stadium, or kind of there's one of three bigger cities who will take us. But uh, yeah, LA, they you know, they're absolute state of the art stadium. Um, they wouldn't have got that at that instant news. Okay, and in, in saying that, I mean, when we look at the, the Super Bowl, just like, just, well, okay, putting that aside, of course, the Chargers have also have gone to LA as well, which, yeah. again, they've moved them from San Diego. So they've moved from one part of California 
to another part of California to to you know to, to try and maximize their budgets and to get or to maximize their revenue. Um, yeah. A lot of people now just we'll, we'll speak with just right now. So a lot of people um, they were both the fourth seeds, if I'm correct, or maybe one was third, one was fourth in the playoffs. So they weren't expected to come through, especially not the Bengals. But the Bengals have yeah. done very very well. Uh, quarterback by Joe Burrow. Um, he's up against a, a, a veteran. What is he? 10, 11, 12 years. Matthew Stafford. Who moved, I think it's thirteen years, and he has a very long time. Yeah, exactly. And he came across from Detroit, where he was an absolute yeah. outstanding player in an absolutely rotten franchise. <laughs> yes. um, and 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 I mean, I'm like looking at it, and I I like both players. I don't like the Rams just because of the way they move. But again. That's the cynical side of me. But if I'm looking at it, the Rams play some very good football. But what should our listeners expect from this game tonight? Well, I think it'll be two teams who've kind of got nothing to lose, really. They'll, a lot of Before the playoffs, a lot of people would have thought it could have been the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers in the final. So to have the Bengals versus the Rams um, is kind of two underdogs. Um, so both of them will be really thinking, we've got a really good chance here of, you know, if we play our A game, we've got a chance of winning. Um, Joe Burrows, like you said, the Bengals quarterback, he's hit an absolute uh, vein of form, unbelievable. He's just he's gained so many yards. So he's got Jamar Chase, the offensive rookie of the year, with him. Um, they're going to score a lot of points. But then on the other side, the Rams, like you say, Matt Stafford, he was yeah, a very good quarterback for a very bad Detroit team. Um, they've obviously traded him for, for Jared Goff and some, some draft picks. And he's got Cooper Cup, who's the offensive player of the year. Um, so it's going to be two offense-heavy teams. Um, and it's probably going to be well. It will be the team that scores the most that wins, but there will be a lot of points on the board uh, at the end of the day. As you mentioned, I mean Cooper Cup uh, for the Rams, of course, and uh, Ch- Jamar-, Jamar Chase. Jamar yeah, so they're they're like first and second, I think, it's respectively. Or I don't know who's first, but I know they're the top two receivers uh, in the league. So I mean, it, it does look both these players will sling. They will sling the ball. But um, could it maybe be just that we're, we're looking at two teams who are very good at attacking, but it could end up in the most dull and dreadful Super Bowl <laughs> in memory? Um, no, I don't, think, I don't think it can be. Like you say, off- offence um, will win this game. What the Rams have is they've got Aaron Donald uh, playing defensive tackle, who is an absolute juggernaut of a player. He's one of the best defensive players in, in the league, and he'll be... Uh, crushing that Bengals offensive line, who's, who's not particularly that good. Um, so Joe Burrows will be trying to get the ball out as quickly as he can to uh, Jamar Chase. Um, so so look for some real some real quick passing before uh, he gets sacked. Okay, yeah, that, that is true because Joe Burrow was getting absolutely. That's what we felt <laughs> sorry for him because he was the top pick and then he was getting bashed in every single game and getting hurt a lot as well. Um, Peter P, you were looking at the the Rams for us and what should people be looking out for and who is your pick uh, to take home the Vincent Lombardi trophy? Well, well, I just want to rub it in your face that I called it. I said it's going to be Rams or Buccaneers that they're going to be up against the Bengals. You did say that. You did say that. But, but, but as, I, as so, ha- so it, it happened that uh, Buccaneers met with the Rams, like, what was it? Was it um, yeah, the, quarterfinals the, or something? Yeah, the playoff, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the conference playoff. Yeah, and they, and they lost. So, yeah, so I guess, I guess, I guess uh, again, uh, Rams are the heavy favorite for the Super Bowl. But purely because, again, as I previously mentioned, uh, Rams are a very, uh, no, no, Bengals are a very offensive team, and Rams uh, has the offense and the defense to back it up. It is known that, it is, I mean, it's it's not, not a secret that the, the Bengals are known to have a second second quarter comeback, 
they've known to to come to come back from uh, multiple blows. But I just think that Rams are going to put up if 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 they're going to fall behind and Rams are just going to blow past them and just keep on putting the numbers. So uh, it's definitely it's not going to be. I, I definitely think it's not going to be a, a dull game. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I think it's going to be a very interesting game. There's going to be a lot of points on the board, so to say. And yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Rams, and uh-huh. they're they're the, the they're not the underdogs this time. Fergal, are you a, an American football fan? Um, no, I, I, to be honest, I know very, very little about American football. Okay, so I, you... I have a lot of friends that are really into American football, but I've never, uh, I've never got into it. And I mean, I'm sure I'd like it if I got into it. I, I know, I know that like you're not into football because you you follow Aston Villa, correct? No, I don't support Aston Villa. I just have an Aston Villa gear bag, and I have an Aston Villa jersey. <laughs> Uh, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, but it's not a duck, he's not. My, a... my, my older brother's a big Aston Villa fan, and the apartment I live in, in Moscow, the guy who used to live here before me was an Aston Villa fan, and he left some stuff behind him as well. So um, I've all my life I've had Aston Villa stuff, but I'm not an Aston Villa fan. And who who are you a fan of? Um. The Limerick Carlin team, really. That's just uh, <laughs> All right. That's it. All right. Before we come back on to final picks for the Super Bowl, uh, why don't you just ask you, Fergal, um, of course, Shamrocks are flying at the moment, uh, doing very well, numbers building up, a couple of trainings a week, uh, lots of people coming out to events and so on after a ropey couple of years with COVID restrictions and so on, which was really cut the heart out of the club. Um how how is uh, GAA going in Russia at the moment? Of course, GAA is a the, well Gaelic game, shall we say? Uh, it's growing across Europe, 107 clubs across Europe. How is it going in Russia? Yeah, I would say it's in a healthy position in in, in Russia, in Moscow. There's still a huge interest. We get big numbers, not every week at training, but uh, overall at our social events and at trainings in general, we we tend to get good numbers. Um, so the interest is definitely there. We, it's a bit frustrating. We haven't been to a tournament in two years because of COVID. Um, three years, Fergal. It'll be three forward. years in May. Three years. Yeah, we did go to one game in October 2019, oh, d- or one yeah. tournament. And, uh, and, and won? Yeah, and we won. Yeah, we amalgamated with Madrid, actually, for that tournament. Um, and we won uh, a junior trophy. So uh, I, I'd say GA is in a good place here. Um, like I said, there's a, there's a good interest here. Um, you know, it's not a huge Irish community, but actually a lot of a lot of English people, a lot of Russian people are interested in playing it as well. Okay, so a um, couple of trainings a week. Um, of course, the, the main European season is, is only going to start up really in the springtime, so a lot of teams only come back into action around across the continent. Um, where can people go, uh, first of all, to get information on the club, and then where is the training taking place? Well... If you would like information on the club, I mean, you can find us online and Facebook, Instagram. Uh, there's always notices going up and, you know, people drop a line to Katya or Piero uh, who uh, will will set you up with whatever information you want. But um, we have training on Tuesday and training on a Saturday. Sunday. Um, sorry, on a Sunday. Sorry, Sunday. <laughs> that Today. was this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so on a, on a Tuesday, it's at Baleeva. Yep. From from 9 to 11, isn't it? Yep, that's it. Yeah. 
And then on a Sunday, we have it at BIS, the British International School in the north of the city, sort of not too far from Vojkovska. Um, and that starts at 11 a.m. on a Sunday. But we'll be moving outdoors soon, I hope, in, in the next month or so, outdoors when it gets a little bit warmer. Well, we're looking for plus seven this week in Moscow. I heard the news earlier on today here on Capital FM. So that's fingers crossed wow. for that. Yeah, so there you go. Um, okay, now uh, I'll do one run around the houses. Uh, but before I do, uh, Paul, a quick question for you. The Brian Flores uh, case, we discussed it last week. This is now the um, the African-American coach uh, who was fired by the Dolphins, um, has made a lot of claims that he, you know, that he wasn't picked and he was only being given interviews because of the colour of the skin. That's alongside the Rooney rule, which we uh, explained last week that every head coach position they have to interview one person of colour, one minority uh, from a minority background. Um, uh, it's it's gone on this week, and one of the main things that came out of it was the fact that he was being offered a hundred thousand dollars to lose matches by the owner of the Miami Dolphins to to get a better um, you know pick for next year in, in the NFL player draft. Um, how far has this got to run, or do you think that you know Brian, Brian Flores is kind of you know? he's got a misplaced anger a bit. I definitely don't think it's misplaced. I think um, if the allegations are true and the owner of a, a franchise is actively trying to lose matches um, to get a better draft pick, um, I think that's pretty shocking. It's definitely not in um, Brian, Brian Flores's so any ideal to be losing matches. Um, but would Brian Flores have been um, sacked if he had have lost a few more matches? Uh, it's, it's kind of catch-22 for him, because obviously if, if he takes the Dolphins to the playoffs, um, he's had a fantastic season. I mean, I think they won eight, uh, eight on the bounce at the end of the season, so he had a really good end to the season. Um, it's tough in that situation. And again, with, with the, 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 the total lack of um, black head coaches in the NFL, um, I think, well, currently it's only two, Mike Tomlin and Lovey Smith. So if you are a, a young black head coach in the NFL and your owner's kind of telling you you need to do this maybe to, to keep your job. Um, I'm glad he's kind of gone uh, the legal route because it's it's shocking. Okay. No, that, that is interesting. Okay. Um, one thing I always say is that there's a lot of black head coaches uh, down at the university level, which is as well paid, and there's more opportunities right away from Division 1, Division 1, well, two Division 1s, of course, and the Division 2 as well. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very difficult if you look at, they say, the percentage of players, um, you know, black players who are playing in the NFL uh, is very, very high, but then the, the head mm-hmm. coaches is very, very low. And then when you look at the overall population of the U.S., you know, it's actually, you know, the, there's more white people than black people. So it's kind of a, when you start putting ratios on things, I think it's very, very difficult. Um, the Rooney Rule, I mean, it, does it really help or does it kind of, uh, you know, it's just kind of a, a band-aid or a plaster that really should be just ripped off and, you know, merit given to good coaches? Yeah, I think in 99% of the cases, the best coach will get the job. Um, I think if you have to look at the, the kind of the ownership of the NFL teams, a lot of them are older white gentlemen uh, and they will kind of more than not um, interview kind of people they relate to and if you have like a, a middle-aged white man or a young black man uh, the the uh, NFL owner will probably relate more to the to the to the, uh, the white gentleman so I think the really rule is good if it's used properly and, and not just a box-seeking exercise okay that's very good all right um round around uh, Paul listen give us your prediction for tonight's game what do you reckon oh my heart I'll let my heart rule my head and I hope the Bengals win 34-31 oh okay uh Peter P what about you 
I, I definitely, like, I would love to see Bengals win, but I'm just, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Rams are going to take it this day. Okay. And uh, Fergal, who do you reckon? You've heard the experts. So the Rams or the Bengals? I'll go Bengals. Oh, one, two, one. All right, that, that's all right. Okay, well done, Fergal. Okay, guys, thank you very, very much. Paul Hook, thank you very much for your time. Paul, do you want to stay on for our quiz in the next segment? Oh, yeah, I'd love to, yeah. Pedic okay, board, there you go. He's coming in. Okay, and Fergal, uh, thank you very much. I know you're on for the, the quiz as well. And, of course, Peter P, we say was for the quiz as well. So thank you very much to you all. Again, uh, if you want to find out more about the Moscow Shamrocks, you can look for them on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and so on and so forth. Okay, that segment, of course, is brought to you in association with our partner, Match Business Consulting, Russian's number one marketing and sports events events agency there you go i got that right okay folks uh we're going to go out to the break come back with the big fat filthy quiz and we're going to go out with um let's just say it's an interesting one okay because we all are having a bit of fun and it's uh life is getting a bit better it's going to get warmer next week so we're going to go out with this is the life and amy mcdonald back after this with the big fat filthy quiz capital sports with alan moore
agenda in the capital. Join us on a journey from the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Больше 50% людей – жертвы агрессии в сети. Каждый второй сталкивался с травлей в школе. Кто и кого больше всего травит? Присоединяйся к всероссийской онлайн-конференции «Стоп травля» 17 февраля в 12.00. Прямая трансляция в официальной группе ВК и на m24.ru slash special slash bullying при поддержке социальной сети ВКонтакте. 16+. Мы знаем, что вы мечтаете получить на День Святого Валентина. Красивую, удобную, надежную и большую кровать. Welcome to Croatia. Кроватия. Удивительная страна, окутанная множеством легенд и историй. Расскажи нам свою и обнови кровать ко дню всех влюбленных. Присылай нам в WhatsApp на номер 8925 3 единицы 105 3 историю. Почему именно тебе нужна новая кровать от лидера индустрии товаров для здорового сна компании Аскона. И слушай эфир Capital FM. Мы выберем три лучшие и опубликуем их на нашей странице в Instagram. А победителя открытым голосованием определите вы, наши слушатели и подписчики. Welcome to Crobatia на Capital FM. Не является публичной офертой. Okay, welcome back, folks. Of course, it is time of the time of the night where everyone really wants to get involved. It is the big, fat, filthy quiz. Right, I'm going to go very, very quickly uh, to Alina. Alina Miakova, how are you doing and how is Verona? Hello. Everything is nice. I just got negative test three days ago, so I practice with the team, prepare for our next game. Lovely. Listen, you're playing Napoli. Um, is it home or away? We play away at Navarre. Oh, interesting. Nice and warm down there anyway. So nice and warm down in the south yeah, of Italy. it's almost like 15 degrees. Oh, my God. That's... It's, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's about plus 40 in Russia, basically, if you, if you add it up. Russia, yeah. <laughs> Listen, how, how are you feeling? How is the preparations going for your first game with the team? This is so important game for us because we should win. Because, like, uh, we need to win, like, six games out of eight. To oh. be in Syria for next season, so yeah, we should win definitely them. Yeah, I know because you're, you're in bottom place. I mean, you've got a very good team. You've got very good players from Croatia, even from Malta. You've got a very, very good side. It's just that from things Panama, happen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so like you really need to do well. I think the problem is like we don't have like many players who has like big experience. So it's almost like my peers, like 23, 22 oh. years old. Yeah, just young people. Yeah, that doesn't do well. Okay, listen, how's the food? Are you enjoying it? How's the food? Yeah. Yeah, the food is so good. The best pasta and pizza here. <laughs> <laughs> listen, folks, when I asked that, I said that to her last week as well, because, of course, she told me we, we met a new year when she was home before she signed the, the, the contract. And she said, like, I can't wait to get to Italy. Just with, like, you know, pizza, pasta is just going to be unbelievable. And I, I said to her, yeah, you're going to the best place in Verona. So <laughs> It's really hard to find, like, 
she cannot just take because like all the restaurants it's just pizza and uh, pasta oh, that's all <laughs> lovely okay that is very very good okay listen uh, good luck next week of course we'll be speaking to you next week after the game you're playing on Saturday that's of course down in Napoli Hellas Verona ladies team uh, they battle to stay in the top flight in Italy okay so Elise is staying on with us for the uh, quiz so we're going to have to fly through this quiz uh, we've got Andrew Flint is first up then Peter P then Paul Hook then Andy Mack who's back with us Alina and then Fergal is coming last okay so the, the rules are because we've got two absolute newbies on this so the, the story is this you'll hear uh, first of all uh, a song okay you'll hear uh, like it's a club song so you tell me the country and then have a guess at the club alright so country and then the club so starting off Andrew Flint here is your one right now so you ready? Yeah, yeah. I bet you're going to say I'm going to get this one. I know you will. No, you'll struggle with it. You will struggle with this, but you'll, you'll give it a good old, <laughs> good old uh, Leeds try. Here you go. It's not in the navy, right? But what is the country and the team? <laughs> <laughs> What's the country oh, and the I team? Didn't think of. I'm going to say Germany and Hamburg just because of the Navy thing. Um, no, <laughs> no. Well, it's such an atrocious bit of music. I'm going to have to say Germany now. I've committed no. myself to it. Um, no, it's Malta. Malta. Well, yeah, I, I... Malta. <laughs> Malta. Right. There you go. Um, the Valletta? No. Whoa, no, well done, course. well done, well done, well done. Valletta FC, yeah. well done, yeah. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it. Of course you did, of course you did. Okay, uh, next up, Peter P. Peter P., this is for you. You'll know this one. You, you know this team, right? You know them. You're a fan of theirs. So oh, here you go. Course. Here we go. Okay, so country and team. Country and team. Uh, go with the country. Let's go with, uh, go with uh, Slovakia. Oh, you're so close. Serbia, Serbia, <laughs> <Am I? laughs> yeah, Serbia. Oh. <laughs> so. well, yeah, totally knew that. There you go. Oh. <laughs> and, and the team, uh, I don't know, D- Dinamo. In- <laughs> That's Croatia, but anyway. No, it's Red Star Belgrade. There you go. Red Star Belgrade. No, no, it's a good effort. You gave it a good one. So, okay, Paul, this is for you. Okay, don't be scared. I see Paul's face on the screen. He's going, oh, good God, please, I'm going to die. Here we go, Paul. This is for you, okay? So, you like it. Okay, Paul. Country and team. It's not Europe. It's not Europe. I'll give you that hint. Oh, it's, it's not Europe. Yeah, I'm okay. giving you a hint. Um, I'm, giving, I'm being nice to a guest. Not Europe. Um, South American? Uh, no. no. Well, come no. on, you have to name the country. I'm not, I, I, I'm giving okay, you a hint. Okay. So, okay. It's not South American, not European. I would say Morocco. Oh, well done, well done. All right, the no. team. Yeah, well done, the team. Team. Oh, wait. Uh, Raja Casablanca? Is that the Moroccan? It's actually why dad Casablanca? Why no. dad Casablanca? Oh, I'll, take, I'll take take the Morocco for sure. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a point just for getting Casablanca. There you go. Right, Andy Mack, this one is for you. All right, and there's no setup. All right, there's no setup. As in, it's not Rangers. It's not someone like that. So here you go. All right, uh, and it's not Dunfermline. That's for sure. Here we go. All right, Andy Mack, I think you'll get this one. I'm almost certain you will. Uh, Italy. 
No, no, it's not. It's Spain. Ah, um, oh, tick, 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 boom. All right, go on. Espanol. No, it's Real Betis. Real Betis. You said I watched them in the group. Andy. Yeah, I did. I didn't listen to them, though. Just watched them. Oh, I, I held your hand and brought you through that. Okay, right. Anyway, but but here we go. Now, Alina, this is one for you. And please, it's not English, okay? It's not English. That's the first thing I'll say. All right. So here we go. All right, this one's for you. Okay, I think I gave it away. Right, uh, country, country. I, I'm almost certain I gave that away. Be, listen, I've, oh yeah, listeners are going to say I gave that away. Okay, Elena, country. Is this country in Europe? Yes, there's countries in Europe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Have a guess. France? No, their neighbours, Germany. They're Germany. Germany. Yeah. So Germany, who is it? Have a guess. Um, I don't know, Wolfsburg? You you said Wolfsburg last week as well. I don't know because it's a big club. I know, but okay, it's not Wolfsburg. It's not. I'll give you. I'll give you a second chance. Not Wolfsburg. Okay. What's the Geordie version? <laughs> Go on. Who is it? Borussia. No, Bayern Munich. No, no, not Dortmund. No, that was, no. You try to steal that one, Fergal. No, next one's for you, Fergal. No, th- it was it was actually uh, Bayern Munich. Okay, we're going to only have to do the odd one out round in the next one. So, Fergal, this one is for you. All right, so uh, take your time, close your okay. eyes, and just soak up the music. Here we go. Okay, it's not Europe, it's not Africa, not South America. So I'm giving you a big, massive hints with that. It's not Europe. South America or it's Africa. Not Africa. Yeah, not South America. It's not Africa. Yeah. Okay, that leaves North America or Asia. Yeah, it's not North America. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, come on, go on. Give All a guess right. to the country. Um, is it... So Asia, mm. Japan? No, it's Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Okay. Uh, and this team is from Riyadh, from the capital. I was going to say the Riyadh Rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Go on, have a guess. Al something, Al something. Uh, Not Al Moore, but Al something. Al Jazeera. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no. Right, no, no, zero. Al Hilal, Al Hilal. Right, Al-Hilal. leading after that round. You need to talk as well. Paul, you're in the lead on six points right now. So, all right, very quickly, odd one out round. This is <clears throat> this is Super Bowl. Uh, it's 56, correct, Paul? It's Super Bowl 56. Uh, yeah, fifty six. Okay, so uh, here we go. Running through it really quick because we are almost out of time. Andrew Flint, uh, who's the odd one out? Ronald Norbert. Ronald Torbert or Ronald Robert? The odd one out. Ronald Norbert. Ronald Norbert. No, no, it's Ronald Torbert. He oh. is the referee for today's game. All right, so uh, you finish up on five <laughs> points. Right, Peter P., this one's for you. Snoop Dogg, Kanye West, Eminem. Peter, quick. 
Peter, yeah, unmute, good man. All right. Snoop Dogg, Kanye West or Eminem? Quick. Kanye West. Am, am I getting through? You are. You, you got through perfectly. Well oh done. Oh, my God. That is 15 points for you, okay, because Kanye West is not on the halftime show. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, Paul, 6.757, 7.25. Um, 7.25 Oh, it was 7 That is the cost of a 30 second ad At halftime of Super Bowl But you finished up on 6 points You're okay, you're okay, you're doing well uh, Andy Mack, for you uh, Mickey Guyton Mickey Galton Or Mickey Heaton Mickey Minaj <laughs> I'll give you 5 points It's Mickey Guyton okay? he, he is singing the national anthem So you finish on 5 points, alright uh, Here we go, uh, Elena the A10 Thunderbolt 2, A10, A10 Thunderbolt 1, or the A10 Thunderbolt 3? Which is the odd one out? One. One? No, it's actually the two. The two is the one that will be flying over the Super Bowl. Alina, from Champions last week, Champion last week, you, you're losing your bottom of the table this week. Fergal, could we challenge you? Okay, uh, Fergal, the LA Coliseum, the SoFi Stadium, or the AT&T Arlington Stadium in Texas? Uh, LA No, it's actually the AT&T Due to will actually has hosted an Olympic Games And will be hosting part of the Olympic Games Alright, so our champion tonight is uh, Peter P Peter P, well done Peter, Okay, Peter Peter's unmuted Paul, well done, you got a silver medal And I'll say thank you very much to all of you uh, Again, check out the Moscow Shamrocks uh, on, the so- on social media to find out the training Training two times a week Tuesdays and uh, Sundays Paul, thank you very much for your time Alina, the very best of luck next Saturday and uh, the two Andy Andy, thank you very much Peter P thank you very much as well okay folks we're going out, rushing out into the night right now remember 2.30 uh, tonight uh, or tomorrow morning is the Super Bowl Super Bowl 56 between the Bengals and the Rams our guys have picked the Bengals so let's go with that let's go Bengals okay we'll finish off tonight with uh, something we want to get out of our heads alright uh, but we don't mind we have a bit of fun with them uh, 